Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukesShow.com and across the state of Alaska. Well, half the state of Alaska this morning. (laughs) On this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Uh, It is the Michael Dukes Show. Good morning. Uh, We're only on half the state. Fairbanks is... uh, and the surrounding areas is having some problems this morning, some technical difficulties. So, unfortunately, a little bit of equipment failure. And here we are. Here we are doing our thing. Um, so they're apparently listening to alternate programming this morning while you get the joy of listening to me. So, <clears throat> I don't know if that's luck or not. Maybe somebody's out there crossing their fingers that somebody else has power, failure, equipment, difficulty, whatever. Uh, Anyway, welcome to the program. It is the Michael Duke Show, and it is, uh, it's a Thursday, 51 degrees, 89% or 86% humidity. 86%. I mean, it's just, it's sticky. It's sticky. I don't like it. It's sticky. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> it's uh, just another one of those uh, just another one of those beautiful days here in the paradise that we call Alaska. So, welcome to the program today. Now, I have no particular uh, set plan for today. Um, I tried to get a couple guests on, but it's just this is again this is the. The Newsday doldrums. I had to laugh because on the front page of the news of the news miner, of the daily uh, <clears throat> Anchorage Daily News, the about half of the stories were still recycled from yesterday. It was a very slow news day, so not a lot of stuff going on. Um, but uh, you know, and 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 most of the guests are like uh, off doing other things apparently. But we do have some headlines for today. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and also open up the phone lines uh, because we're, we're we need to talk about these things. We need to figure out uh, what else you guys want to chit chat about. And I'd love to hear what you guys have to say uh, on this. We're going to drive the conversation. We're going to have some lighter side stuff today as well. I'm going to talk about uh, my top favorite. Uh, my top favorite, uh, some of my favorite, I guess I should say, um, entertainment, um, shows, movies, uh, TV shows, things like that, that we're watching to <clears throat> relax ourselves at the end of the day. And we will uh, discuss those as well. So we're going to open up the phone lines right now, in fact, and the number to call. Yes, I know it's been two weeks and i'm still having gci is like chasing 
like ghosts in the machine, like gremlins everywhere. They're trying to figure out exactly what's going on. Uh, unfortunately, this is not only affecting the show, it's actually affecting the radio station in Anchorage because they're on the same system. The phone numbers are on the same system. Uh, anyway, so <clears throat> we have to use the other phone line, uh, the direct phone line to my phone system, which is uh, it's in Indiana or someplace. Anyway, here's the number. 319-527-3864. 319-527-3864. And I'll give that number throughout the show this morning uh, in case you want to sound off and talk about, well, whatever it is you want to talk about. If you've got a hot burning issue that you just feel like it needs to be put out there, then we'll talk about it. So it's headlines. It's um, conversations. Oh, it's also some uh, um, good news. Good news. Um, uh, so we've got some good news stories as well, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna chit chat about anything else. <clears throat> Top entertainment says Anthony. Don't forget, Ahsoka starts next week. Uh, and for you non-Star Wars fans, first of all, I feel sad for you if you're not a fan of Star Wars because. I mean, that's a, <clears throat> I mean, do you remember going to your first, do you remember going to your first Star Wars movie? Now, maybe I'm wrong and my dad's in the chat room, so he'll have to, uh, uh, he'll have to, uh, uh, respond to this. Uh, my dad's, uh, on Facebook with us today because you can be, uh, listening to the show on Facebook as well. You know, if you don't know that facebook.com slash Michael Duke show, you can go over there and do it. Um, but I seem to recall now, 1977, I would have been eight years old, right? So that, that's when Star Wars was released was in 1977. Um, and I would have been seven or eight years old, but I seem to recall my, my dad walking with me into the theater to watch Star Wars. Now, Again, maybe it's a little hazy. Maybe it's something I built up in my mind. I don't know. My dad will have to uh, clarify that for me. But I remember watching that on the screen. And uh, what an impression it made on me as a, as a young boy. It was a pretty, pretty amazing, um, I mean, it, well, it was a, a phenomenon. So it was, uh, for those of you who don't, who don't remember, I ran into somebody the other day who said something along the lines of, they were almost proud, like, <laughs> they were almost proud, like, yeah, I've never seen Star Wars. And I was just like, what? I was like, what? You know, and it wasn't like, the, and it's not that if you haven't seen Star Wars, it's fine. And if you had just been kind of offhand about like, well, you know, you know I've never seen it. Oh, man. I'm, let me tell you about it. No, it was like, I've never seen it and I'm proud. Like, oh, okay, um, fine. I mean, that's, that's the thing. But what a rich and uh, diverse universe. What a rich storytelling experience. And it has been a lot of fun. There's been hits and misses. Don't get me wrong. 
there has been hits and misses. I mean, the whole, I mean, we don't discuss the whole midichlorian thing. We don't talk about, you know, some of the first movies. And in fact, um, I have to go back and look to see what the uh, actual order is. But um, the, uh, there is an actual order that you can watch the Star Wars movies in. uh, And it actually, it, 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 it actually drops one of the first, the prequel movies, you know. But, you know, overall, what a great story. What a great story. And they're continuing to roll it out. So I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because I really want to discuss um, some of my favorite parts of that universe because they're doing some shows and Ahsoka is one of them that they're coming out with. It's going to be fantastic. Okay, so <clears throat> we're going to talk about that later on. Uh, we're going to talk, take some phone calls. We're going to do some good news, and um, I guess that's it. We're we're ready to we're ready to rock and roll. You almost got me off topic there, buddy. Almost ready to uh, almost ready to dive into that because I'm feeling like I need a, we need a little bit of a we need we just need a little bit of a fun time today, and uh, tomorrow is going to be busy tomorrow. We're going to have Chris Chang, Top Shot champion Chris Chang. Uh, we're going to have Willie Waffle, uh, and we may have one other guest. Uh, it may be Jacob Sullum from Reason Magazine, but we're going to see how that works out. But we have plenty of things to talk about in the firearms world tomorrow. Uh, again, all about guns and politics around guns and everything else. So we're going to uh, we're going to continue to do that. But right now, <clears throat> let's head over and get started with the news. Um, Yesterday, I mentioned that it was uh, raining in South Central here pretty hard. Uh, So hard, in fact, that uh, there was a flood warning for the Anchorage uh, Bowl, the Anchorage Basin. And uh, I didn't think too much about it when I announced it or said it. Um, I read a couple newscasts yesterday morning for some of our stations and was mentioned there as well, but man, it got serious because yesterday, uh, as of noon yesterday, Anchorage had received over an inch and a half of rain, 1.64 inches of rain since it began on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, I was also talking with my dad yesterday, uh, who called me, uh, driving down Chena Hot Springs Road, who said if they had to actually pull over. It was raining so hard that they had to pull over. And it, then it started to hail. So, I mean, there's been some wild weather events around this state um, in uh, this summer. And like I said, 80, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm saying is 89% humidity here uh, is what the, uh, is what, is what my, my little doodad thing is telling me right now. 51 degrees, 89% humidity. That's just unheard of. And it's just been kind of that weird, sticky summer. Anyway, the flooding uh, occurred, and they actually had a couple downtown apartment complexes that had like those split level lower floors. You know, where like the they're like a not a daylight basement, but quite you know half a half a level underground. They had water. They flooded these units out. Uh, there was a storm drain apparently that was blocked down the road. And I guess my question is, if you knew there was a flood warning, why wouldn't you have crews out checking all the storm drains? I'm asking for a friend, just asking why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you start checking all the storm drains early that day and continue on? Anyway, 
the uh, the stormwaters were so high that they actually reached above the deadbolts on this whole level of apartments in Anchorage. There's pictures and video of it's crazy. I mean, so one family had a hard time getting out because the water was up over the kitchen counters. Uh, apparently, that's what they awoke to is floating their beds up out of their bedrooms. So anyway, <clears throat> uh, big heavy rains uh, down here in South Central. That continues to do it. And flooding is going to continue as the rain continues as well. Uh, up in Fairbanks, they're still experiencing the uh, the lightning storms, which are, uh, you know, a, a continuing fire hazard. But the rain will help offset some of that. Um, no reports as of late uh, as to the status of some of those fires. But I've been seeing some of the pictures from my friends who posted on Facebook, the big towering clouds of smoke and everything else that's going on out there. So while it's been a slow fire summer overall, it tried to make up for lost time in this last few weeks. It, I mean, it was a slow start. It was like a fraction of what it normally was. But now uh, it's been trying to make up for lost time. Um, and uh, it, so who knows? Maybe it'll try and fit all the fires for the first two months into the summer into the last month of it. But we'll see where it goes from here. Here we are halfway through August, uh, meaning we're what? Three, four weeks left of any, any kind of real potential summer. And uh, then we got to get, uh, then we got to do the whole Nedard Stark thing. Winter is coming, you know, kind of thing. So that's where we're headed, uh, headed right now. All right. Well, we're up against the break. Um, I'll continue with a couple more stories before we break into some of the funner stuff. Uh, but again, the phone line is open this morning if you want to uh, be part of the show, especially when we get to the part about favorite uh, favorite uh, shows or stories or movies or whatever it is that we're going to end up talking about. 319-527-3864. 319-527-3864. And uh, you can uh, call in and be part of that as well. All right. Don't go anywhere. Back with more. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We'll be back right after this. the show you can listen to it on your time with dukes on demand oh and it's free like america used to be streaming live every weekday morning on facebook live and michaeldukesshow.com okay so uh hi hi how hi 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 how are ya Hiya, hiya. What's going on? You guys, uh, you guys ready to go? Man, I slept so good last night. I was full of beef and broccoli and birthday cake. My wife made me one of her favorite, uh, one of my favorite meals that she makes, this delicious beef stir fry, beef and broccoli stir fry. So good. So good. I ate so much. I I basically hadn't eaten all day, and then I sat down and just oh, a 
dished myself up a bowl that would have choked a horse and ate it all. It was delicious. Then my daughter brings out this. My daughter is like a little baking genius, and she brought out this thing called, what did she call it? A lemon bar cake. It's like a lemon cake with a some kind of poke lemon drizzle glaze, like jammy type glaze that goes over the top of it, and then a lemon frosting. Uh, that it was, it was amazing. It was amazing, amazing. And uh, <clears throat> I wanted another piece, but I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, I hate to be that guy, but winter is just around the corner. I mean, as fast as the as fast as the weeks are ticking off here, I mean, here we are halfway through August, and what have we had? Ten days of sunshine, maybe twelve days of sunshine the entire summer. Oh man. Yeah, no, it's definitely not healthy. Brian says, sounds healthy. Sounds healthy. No, I mean, I, I think the beef and broccoli was pretty healthy, but the cake was definitely not something you want. But it doesn't matter because on your birthday, there are no calories. I don't know if you knew that. That's an actual fact. But on your birthday, there are no calories. So I took advantage of that. Um, I just physically could not eat anymore. I was so full. So full. Mm. Uh, and... Uh, just beautiful time. Welcome back. By the way, Brian, <clears throat> I saw that you were out in Umiat. Can I get the recipe for that lemon bar cake asking for my fat friend, says Bill. I, I'll have to ask my daughter. Well, maybe we'll post it up there and things, and, you know, it's yum. Normally, I'm like a chocolate cake guy, but I also, I love lemons. I love the, I love the tart citrus. I love that. It's delicious. Oh, who am I kidding? I like a lot of everything. It's just why why pigeonhole yourself into one flavor profile? Pro, yeah, I love cinnamon. I love chocolate. I love lemon. I love cardamom. I love uh, butterscotch. I don't know. I love it all. It's delicious. Look at me. What do you think? I I uh, just don't. I don't like. Uh, I don't like white chocolate. Because it's not really chocolate. It's like faking it. Right? It's not like chocolate. It's just, it's like meh. Right? It's like pretending to be something that it's really not. It's like they just called it some kind of like vanilla melt candy. But they called it chocolate because it's similar but white. Is that racist? I, I don't know. Anyway, white chocolate. That, I don't know. It's just not my, no, no. Um, <clears throat> so there are many things that I like, but there you go. Cindy says, good morning from Cali. Please. Yes. Yes. Share the recipe. I, I share the recipe. Uh, oh, I'll have to, I'll, I'll, I'll go to my gal and make sure I get it from my daughter. She's, she's the baking genius on this one for sure. All right. Well, I mean, do we want to talk about anything political today? Because I'm just, I'm like, I'm in a zero, I'm almost in a zero tolerance zone for politics today. Just feeling it. Hashtag, yes, Bill has got it. Bill gets it. Hashtag white chocolate sucks. Uh, Bill gets it for sure. So, yes, sir, my friend. Thank you. 
All right, uh, 10 seconds out, ready to jump back into it. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share, like and follow, do all the things. Let's get to it. No, no politics. All right, welcome back to the program. <laughs> wow, I mean, we've gone—we have gone so far afield from politics this morning, um, which you know is a big chunk of what we do on the program here, Alaskan politics specifically. But I, I, I asked, you know, do you guys really want to talk? And there was like, no. And we got talking about food, and then we got talking about my my daughter made me a cake last night. Uh, and she's like a, she's like a, a baking genius, this girl. She, you know, anyway, so she made me this cake that she called a lemon bar cake. It's like a lemon cake, you know, like a spongy cake with, um, some kind of, it was like a, it was like a poke, it was like a drizzle that you put all across the top that had almost like a jammy consistency that was super tart and lemony. And then this really sweet nice sweet buttercream frosting that she drizzled across the top on top of that it was <clears throat> a fat kid's delight absolutely delicious so then we started you know and i saw like, normally i go with chocolate cake because chocolate cake you know but i mean why pigeonhole yourself into one flavor profile right i also love lemons and i love cinnamon and I love coconut and I love, I mean, why I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to pigeonhole myself into one flavor profile, except for I will take a stand and die on this hill. White chocolate is horrible because it's not really chocolate. All right. It's not, it's just like vanilla. I don't know. It's, it's, van <clears throat> it's yucky. It's yucky. Um, and Bill in the chat room said, hashtag white chocolate sucks. I mean, I kind of agree with that. I mean, it's just not really, it's pretending to be chocolate. Chocolate is something special. Chocolate is, you know, that, oh, it is that thing that was discovered, um, you know, and came back and it changed the face of Western civilization in Europe after it was discovered. Chocolate is just something almost sacred. It's just so good. And then you get this pretender who comes up, and just because it has the same consistency as chocolate, and it, you know, it melts, and it has a lot of the same properties, but it's just yucky. White chocolate sucks. Change my mind. 319-527-3864. 319-527-3864. Three eight six four. I just <clears throat> I have eaten it from time to time in certain desserts or to be polite and everything else, but never, never in my life would I <clears throat> would I be like, oh yes, I'd like a white chocolate something or other. Nope. No, 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 no. Yeah, really, what is white chocolate? 
it's essentially, I you know, vanilla, sugar, and whatever. The, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> it's it's bad. White chocolate is like vanilla ice pretending to be a wrapper, says Richard. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's not fulfilling. Let's just put it that way. It's like Millie Vanilli. Definitely not fulfilling. And those of you from the 80s and 90s know what I mean when I talk about Millie Vanilli. So I might, I might be dating myself there. Okay. Um, so I'm sorry. I got a little distracted by the chat room, which is the fun part of the show, man. The fun part of the show is being distracted by the chat room. Uh so yesterday we talked a little bit about how, and we got a lot of Anchorage-centric news today, and I apologize, but there's just not a lot going on, so we're we're up into there. But we talked a little bit about yesterday about how uh, the school board, um, excuse me, the school superintendent in Anchorage, Jarrett Bryant, had disallowed and denied the uh, ability for Dr. Ben Carson to come in and speak at the Mountain View School. And at the time, I said, that just seems like that's petty. I mean, you know, like, here's a guy who grew up in a disadvantaged neighborhood, uh, you know, probably much like the Mountain View area in Anchorage, who later went on to become a world-renowned neurosurgeon. Uh, the first person to actually successfully separate conjoined twins who are conjoined at the brain. He's a brain, he's a neurosurgeon. And and then, of course, went on to run for president and became the secretary of HUD. And, I mean, this guy is a success story all the way around, regardless of party or pol- you know political affiliation or anything. So at Tuesday's board meeting, um, the Anchorage School Board member, Dave Donnelly, asked the superintendent, what board policy was the basis for your denial of U.S. Uh, former U.S. Secretary Ben Carson speaking at the Mountain View School? Bryant responded, and I was going to pull the audio from this this morning, but I just didn't. I didn't. I didn't care that much, quite honestly. Bryant responded and said, "Sure, that's a great question. It's not a specific policy." It's within the authority of the superintendent to make that call. I'm happy to summarize some of the thinking that went into that, perhaps at a board connect, but we respectfully declined the invitation. I'm happy to go into that at another time, at another meeting. I'm asking, I'm asking you now, what was the thought process that went in to disallow somebody who's already in town? Anyway, board uh, uh, Donnelly goes on to say, So if Vice President Harris was in town and she did a fundraiser with the Democratic Bartlett Club, would you not let her speak at one of our schools this year? Uh, uh, Brian said that was not a situation that he has encountered. Of course not. It's a hypothetical, you moron. I mean, I thought you were a superintendent of schools and you don't recognize a hypothetical situation? Okay. (laughs) I mean... He said, but these situations are case by case. Um, it, this isn't necessarily a partisan thing. This is really about protocols and keeping the focus on what it needs to be, which is back, uh, which is on back to school and safety. So, again, you're telling me that if, you know, Kamala Harris or Biden or Buttigieg or, you know, who is just here this w- last week, if they had said we want him to speak at a school you would have been like, oh, no, we can't because of back-to-school safety and protocol. Well, I'm sorry, we just can't do that. We need to focus on back-to-school. 
you wouldn't allow that to happen. It's not partisan. This isn't necessarily a, the words that he actually used were this isn't necessarily a partisan thing. <laughs> well, what it did that also leaves room for that it may be a partisan thing. Again, this whole thing is just <clears throat> it's mind-blowingly petty that this kind of stuff goes on. If I can acknowledge that there are Democrats out there and there are progressives and there are moderate Republicans and people who may disagree with me philosophically on certain things that have done great things with their lives. And there are there 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 are some amazing people out there who I would disagree with politically, but have been incredibly successful in helping people and doing all. This. I mean, it just happened. You, you can't deny that. Then why is this such a big deal? Especially when he's going to, you know, he's going to talk about his his upbringing and how he struggled in school and all these. I mean, he's a he's a success story. He's an absolute success story. And he went through struggles in schools and he struggled with anger and he had a single mom that worked three jobs to put her sons, you know, pushed her sons to do the best. And he he goes through this whole thing. And yet that's not important for students who are at one of the more disadvantaged schools in the district to hear. Again, <clears throat> it's just so freaking petty, man. Absolutely insane. On a bit of a lighter note, did anybody else catch the pictures of Mary Peltola out there going fishing when she was out there? going fishing when she was doing uh, at the silver salmon creek she was uh, she was on the beach doing her thing you know for a gal who ran on a platform of fish family and freedom and how she told us she'd been fishing her entire life i don't know if she's using this um i mean this is radio so it's kind of hard to describe but I mean, it's not that hard to describe, but <clears throat> picture this in your mind. A fishing pole being held with the reel on the top side of the pole. Like it's a simple, it's a spinning reel, you know, it's a spinning reel and the, and it's up on the top. I mean, have you ever fished? I mean, have, is there some kind of, I mean, it's been a while since I've actually gone fishing. So maybe somebody out there is going to have to catch me up on some kind of new technique where holding the spinning reel above the pole instead of in its normal below the pole position is a better uh, is a better way. And she's I mean, it's this whole thing is so super awkward. She's holding the pole at like the very base. She doesn't have her hand up near the edge of the reel where you would hold it to give yourself some stability. She's got the reel upside down from what it, it do you even fish bro is my question. Um, I mean, she went out and did all that. This is all, <laughs> this is all like a photo opportunity. She went out to this Salmon Creek at Lake Clark, the Silver Salmon Creek, where she had a night that was filled with late night card playing, beating and hanging around with some women friends and her ever present campaign manager, Anton McParlin, 
resulting in photos that he put into the social media universe, including this picture of her holding the fishing rod upside down. I'm I'm confused. You you supposedly have now maybe that she just has maybe she's just never um maybe she's just never been really rod fishing. Maybe it's mostly subsistence fishing, netting, you know, paddle wheels, I don't know, fish 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 traps. I don't know what it is, but she obviously has never really held I mean, and there's a woman in the background with a rod and reel holding it properly. So I'm trying to figure out exactly what's going on here. But it's kind of embarrassing for somebody who is like, fish family freedom. I've been fishing my entire life. And I don't know how to hold a fishing pole, but I've been fishing my entire life. Good for you. Good for... I'm having a hard time believing pretty much anything you're saying at this point. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there in case you were wondering. Anyway... My, nobody else is going to call her out on this. My, you know, every other news outlet will be like, no, oh, look, she's it. Uh, but must must read did, you know, <laughs> sometimes you just got to poke a little fun. You got to poke a little fun. All right. Um, we got to uh, we got to go. We're coming up on the break. So let's uh, let's get back to that, shall we? And we'll return. Got to. One more story about the possibility for tsunamis in the Cook Inlet, which was heretofore thought to be not a possibility. Turns out, according to the University of Alaska, and this is one of the guests that I was trying to get on, it is a possibility, and it could be nasty. So we're going to talk about that here in just a bit. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We return to more right after this. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. Okay. She fished with a net in the Kuskokwim. Her whole phony persona is fake. I mean, yeah, if you look at the picture, and it's available over on Must Read. Can I, can I, browser, can I just do this right here? Whoa, hey. Now you've lost, now I'm gone. It's all me. It's all, where's my Facebook right here? Um. Well, yeah, turn it on. What the heck? Okay. There we go. How about this one? Um. There we go. How about that? Um, no? Wow. Nothing's working today. What is going on? Give me the, there we go. Nope. It doesn't want to, it doesn't, it doesn't want to show you. It does not want to show you any. Oh yeah. There we go. There it's in the background. Put it in the front, the foreground. Sorry about that. There we go. All right. So here's the picture. For those of you who haven't seen it and want to watch, um, we'll zoom it in here. 
Uh, I mean, she's first of all, she's like six feet from the bank. You see how these other two ladies in the background are standing up near. The, they're like right on the edge of the water. She's like six, eight, ten feet from the edge of the bank. I mean, she's got she's got extra tufts on, but they're she's on dry land. And then she's holding the whole fishing pole completely upside down. And just, I mean, look at it. She's holding the pole, like at the very end of the pole, like she's got like an inch and a half of the pole sticking out of the back of her hand. And I, I just don't even know what to say. It, it just, just, it looks like a posed photo. That's what it looks like. It looks like a posed photo, which is just weird. Just, just so, just so weird. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I just don't know what's going on. Surprised she hasn't starved to death with her subsistence abilities. <laughs> oh, man. Um, she, the other two Alaskans know what they're doing. She looks like she's trying to build back better. Well... Say what you want about Don Young, but at least he knew, you know, which end of a rifle was which and, and how to throw a lure out there. That's pretty amazing stuff. Uh, good morning, folks. Good morning. I see Shelly and Dave just showed up over on uh, YouTube. Willie uh, also on YouTube and uh, uh, Jeremy on YouTube as well. Um, I bet she doesn't know how to hold a gun either, yet wants, yet wants to legislate unconstitutional gun laws. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> exactly. Was she photoshopped into that picture was the question, should he? Uh, there's also a picture of her driving a boat, says Brian. Okay, well, I mean, I don't, I don't, do I really need to look at all the pictures of the stuff that, that she, no, probably not. Probably not. Uh, I it, it just seems like it's a photo op. The whole thing just seems like it's a just just a photo op for her to be able to do whatever it is that she wanted to do. <sighs> okay. Uh, it reminds me of when Obama pretended to shoot a rifle, uh, said Donna. Yeah, I mean, exactly. <clears throat> you have no idea. And then that's the hysterical part. All these politicians making laws and rules on things that they don't even understand that's the that's the worst part that's the worst part of okay <clears throat> so we're going to talk about the news story here in just a minute and if you're listening on the podcast i appreciate you sticking with us on this more unusual kind of uh day we're going to talk a little bit about this new tsunami threat it, well, it's not a new tsunami threat. It's an old tsunami threat. But we just didn't understand it, apparently, until now. It's amazing how the science is all settled until it's not. You know what I mean? The science on this is settled. Oh, wait. What? <laughs> some, sp some, spooky thing some spooky things going on. Let me uh, open up the email that I got, actually, from the... Uh, uh, that I got from the uh, um, University of Alaska. Hold on a second here. Where is it? It's right. It's, <clears throat> I sent it to myself. It's got to be, it's got to be here. It's got to be here. There it is right there. 
um, tsunami threat to the upper Cook Inlet. All right, well, we're ready to continue on here. We're going to jump back into this and keep going. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share, like and follow. Let's do all the stuff and get things going on, shall we? Uh, let's uh, let's let's go here. We're sevens. I gotta wait for the clock to run out. You ready? Here we go. All right, now we're four seconds out. All right, here we go. Ready to do it. The Michael Duke Show. Not your daddy. Wait, sorry. Not your daddy. Ooh, not your daddy's talk radio. <laughs> Whew, I was scared for a second. Thought we were going down. Here's Michael Dukes and the show. All right. <clears throat> Welcome back to the program. It is the Thursday edition of the show. And we're just kind of playing footloose and fancy free today. We're kind of winging it. We're not, uh, we're not on any specific topic. I mean, I've taken on a couple things, this whole thing, <laughs> this whole thing with uh, uh, Mary Peltola and then the, Bri- the Jared Bryant, you know, we've taken on a few stories, but we're not in any, uh, we're not in any hurry to dive too deep into a lot of the political things today. If you have something you want to discuss, uh, feel free to do so. I will say that it seems like that the Matsu Borough School District has gotten off to a bit of a rocky start. Uh, you'll remember that last year, of course, they had all the they had all the bus strikes going on and everything, and people were having to take their kids everywhere. And but they told us now it's all it was all fixed. It was all fixed. And then yet on uh, last night, which was the second day of school, right? Because Tuesday was the first day. Last night, uh, my wife is reading me comments from one of the Facebook groups or something for the for the Canicus Bay area, uh, Canicus Bay Road area, where they're like, um, "Come on, Durham and the Matsu Borough School District, we thought you guys had all this together." They they said our kids. Uh, just got home. It's five minutes to five, and our grade school kids just finally showed up at home on the bus. Not only was the bus an hour late to pick them up at the school, they had to wait around the school for an hour. The driver did not know the route <clears throat> and would be stopping at various places and asking kids, is this the street you live on? Is this where you live? <laughs> Can you imagine? As she said, my kids were terrified that they weren't going to make it home. They were both. I mean, I would say to that, toughen up. It's an adventure. But at the same time, you're asking grade school kids if this is the road that they live on. Is is how do you get to your house from here? I mean, what is actually going on? Why people? Why do you put your kids in the hands of the of the? government school system why do you do that to yourself that just makes no sense whatsoever and there were apparently several bus routes that were running that way this is after they hired all these people and spent all summer training them apparently all summer and you know spring and summer after the school year that's what they've been doing and they got all these drivers but they just can't get it together can't get it together at all (sighs) Man, 
Well, the um, University of Alaska Fairbanks put out a new analysis. Uh, I got this email yesterday from uh, Elizabeth Naden from the Alaska Earthquake Center. And they have been studying tsunamis and the threat of tsunami in Alaska going back all the way to the 1964 earthquake. And um, they have the the kind of the common knowledge or the the you know the the this is what we know the science is settled kind of thing is that the upper cook inlet um for decades the perception's been that the upper cook inlet including in anchorage had virtually no tsunami risk particularly because they thought that the the wave energy from the tsunami would dissipate as it travels up the Cook Inlet's length because it's a real shallow, gently sloping floor of the inlet. Turns out that is not the case. Um, they that it could affect it could in fact uh, the lower lying parts of Anchorage as well as up the Knick Arm. Um, up to the mouths of the Matanuska and the Knick Rivers and past the Glen Highway crossings would all be susceptible, as well as the Turnigan Arm, Hope, and Girdwood could experience some flooding as well. So according to the, um, uh, according to the uh, release, uh, uh, Elena Suleimanami, uh, Suleimani, I'm sorry that I butchered your name, Elena, Uh, who is a tsunami modeler for UAF's Alaska Earthquake Center and member of a three-person team that has been investigating tsunami threat throughout Alaska, said, when I looked at all the arguments about why Anchorage is immune to tsunamis, I couldn't find a single good argument. She worked with Dmitry Nikolsky, research associate professor with the UAF UAF Geophysical Institute, and Barrett Salisbury, a earthquake and tsunami hazards program manager at the Alaska Division of Geological and Geophysical Surveys, and they put together this report. <clears throat> so although it was generally believed that no tsunami reached Anchorage from the 64 quake, magnitude 9.2, the computer, mo- the computer modeling shows that a tsunami, a tsunami likely did actually occur. But why was it not noticed by the people? Well, because, first of all, it arrived several hours later, <clears throat> and they had a lot going on after that, and it occurred at low tide. Had it been at high tide, the impact would have been much different, much different, um, and it, would have, uh, it really would have been potentially uh, hazardous. The new comprehensive uh, tsunami hazard study uh, was funded by NOAA's uh, National Tsunami Hazard Mitigation Program. Uh, The scientists took a look at three significant tsunami hazard components, the tides and the water depths, the previous large earthquakes in Alaska, and the location. Um, A tsunami arriving during high tide could cause significant flooding and damage at high tide, Uh, The upper Cook Inlet's water level is on average 40 vertical feet higher than it is at low tide. And the extent of flooding depends on how and for how long the tsunami navigates such a dynamic tidal regime. Um, So what they're saying is essentially in 64, when the quake struck at 536 p.m. uh, at high tide, uh, but it would have 
taken the tsunami wave more than eight hours to traverse the inlet and reach Anchorage. It's a 2 a.m. landfall, and the tsunami would have encountered empty shores at low tide, despite being 10 feet high. Uh, but if it had been any other time, and it had been at a natural high tide, it could have pushed the water all the way up into the uh, up past the bridges on the Glen Highway. That's how. That's a lot of water. It's a lot of water. Anyway, interesting analysis. I, I'm going to still try and get um, somebody on to talk about this because this is a very interesting topic, especially if you want to wrap it around like a what if Wednesday segment. Uh, what if you get that tsunami warning? What do you do? Because uh, remember back in 2018, there was a brief tsunami warning after the earthquake in 2018 uh, that we weren't, you know, people were like, where do we go? Where's the high ground? Uh, so we'll, uh, We'll see if we can continue. I'm going to try and continue to work to see if we can get somebody on to talk about this. Uh, because this would be a fascinating, fascinating conversation uh, in that regard. So it'll be uh, it'll be a fun, a fun discussion. OK, uh, so that is that and that. And I've covered all the news stories. Look at that. I got all the news stories. I do have uh, one final. Um, I guess I do have one final piece. This will be part of the good news for today, and it's kind of good news and bad news. It's uh, it's fun and sad at the uh, at the same time. Um, hula dancers swayed to the ocean waves on a South Carolina beach. They were all paying tribute to a hometown hero who died saving seniors in the midst of the Maui wildfire in Hawaii. Joe Schilling. Not the famous Red Sox pitcher, but Joe Schilling of South Carolina, had moved to downtown Lahaina recently where he lived in an apartment building that was mostly populated with senior citizens. That apartment building was caught up in the fires which devastated the town. According to Joe's sister, Penny, he, she said, from what we know, when Joe started to evacuate, there were elderly people in his community who were stranded. So he helped several people, including an elderly woman, to escape. She was the one who verified the details of what happened. Apparently, Joe had gone back into the building to help another four senior Maui citizens who were unable to leave. He collected them in his apartment where he sent a text message to Penny saying he was trying to keep the smoke out and later succumbed to his uh, to smoke inhalation and to the fire itself. But um, <clears throat> Joe Schilling, there's a name that we should remember Somebody who went back in and uh, to save others and uh, was, you know, was caught in that horrific, horrific fire. Pretty amazing. Uh, you know, just another amazing story of sacrifice and heroism. Um, uh, you know, it's a tough, tough situation. You never know what you're going to do in that kind of situation. But uh, Joe went in there and saved as many as he could, but eventually ended up succumbing himself. So thanks, Joe. You did a did a great job, my friend. All right. Uh, coming up uh, on the break in the next hour, we're going to be diving into some, I don't know, some lighter side stuff. I want to talk a little bit about some of the fun shows that I've been watching. I do have a little bit of free time at the end of the day. And because of everything I do, sometimes I just want to shut my brain off. And so I want to enjoy a good story. So I've been following a couple, uh, a couple, you know, what I think are real good, uh, 
uh, TV series and shows and, you know, with all the streams. I mean, if you're if you're a entertainment person and you like television and movies and things like that, it's a good time to be alive because there's a lot of good stuff on the streaming. You got a plenty of stuff to uh, watch. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and we'll get some of your favorites. We'll ask. In fact, I'll ask the chat room right now to put their favorite streaming show in the chat and we'll talk about them all coming up in hour two. Plus, we'll take some phone calls. 319-527-3864. 319-527-3864. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free thing and radio. Hour two dead ahead. Okay. Well, let me go back and get caught up on the comments here to see what you guys have been saying. Hey, hey, look at that super sticker from Jeremy. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. 99 cent super sticker. Thank you for, uh, for supporting the show. I really appreciate that. And that's the first time I've seen a super, it, it kind of the broadcast software that I'm using recognizes stickers. Oh, I want to say thank you to Rick yesterday as well, because he gave stars. The system recognizes the stuff from YouTube, but it doesn't recognize stars from Facebook. Why? I don't know. Anyway, it's one of those things. Um, it's kind of spooky stuff. All right, let me go back up here. Um, okay, uh, shooting a rifle. Um I'm feisty and I'm crazy. I'm I'm in I'm in crazy. What? I'm feisty. I'm in crazy California and I was irritated as soon as I got off the phone. I don't know what she was on the phone for or what she was irritated about, but there you go. Um All right. She was hired through nepotism. Uh Willie's telling talking about uh still talking about Mary. Um There was a what? Melody says there was a bus off the road when the bus driver tried to back up and went into the ditch. Well, I'm really glad they've spent all summer training all those guys. <laughs> Saw a bus bus in the ditch less than five minutes from the school yesterday. All the kids were gathered in someone's driveway. Um, are there are there any Homer High School senior parents on today? I don't know, Jason. We'll see. They only trained for a week before school started. Um, okay. Uh, Greg says there was a traffic jam on West Homer yesterday in West Homer yesterday, cars and buses down the Sterling highway. Why? I mean, what was going on? Um, okay. If it's that bad, then Anchorage will slide off into the inlet says Rick. Well, I mean, possibly, I don't know. I mean, first of all, there's not a lot of high ground out there. You'd have to, you'd have the entire town trying to get up on hillside, right? 
Um, yeah. Um, I wish Facebook had a sarcasm button. <laughs> Jason says he'd like to discuss the welcome to school talk given by Principal Doug Wekoski Wek- Wek- at the Homer High School. Jason, I'd love for you to talk, call me. There's a phone number right there. Well, it's hidden by your thing, but let me wet my whistle. And then you can call right there, right there, 319-527-3864. If you want to call in and give us your thoughts on it, uh, that's fine. I don't know if there's anybody else. Um, uh, if there, I don't know if there's anybody else uh, who has high school students in uh, in Homer who is watching right now. Melissa likes Outlander, uh, which I've watched with my wife. It's actually a, it's actually a very interesting show. Uh, I'm not like all the time. Um, I have not seen the whole thing. I've watched some of the episodes with it. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good. Um, it's, uh, it's an interesting, interesting show for sure. I really like the guy who plays Jamie and I like the guy who plays his uncle. Um, and of course they actually have done another show called men in kilts where they go around Scotland doing Scottish things. It's kind of, that's hysterical. If you haven't watched that, but Outlander's a lot of fun. Um, Jeannie says she likes she she likes Outlander, even though it's gone past the original written series, I think is what she's saying. Yeah, I mean, that happens all the time. Look at what happened with Game of Thrones, right? It went past the original. And I mean, I, I, I have a feeling that George R.R. R. Martin is never going to actually finish the book series. I mean, I think that's pretty much a given at this point. He's on to bigger and better things. And he'll just say, well, the television show finished the series for me. OK, there you go. Jason's at work. Well, Jason, if you want to just type in a brief synopsis of what happened, um, I'll we, we can mention it. But uh, yeah, I'd love to love to know what's going on there. Um, Outlander is good for historically accurate softcore porn, I guess. No, it's definitely not for the kids. And I mean, I don't know if I would go so far to say it's, but I don't know. You know, maybe just in the episodes. I haven't watched the whole thing. My wife is; she's watched every season that's come out, and I know many of the. Uh, I know many of her friends and many of the ladies that I've worked with over the years. They love Outlander, um, but uh, you know, I like to watch Dukes of Hazard. I have the shows on DVD. Oof, you know, I tried to. Sometimes you just can't go back. Sometimes you can't go back. I tried to rewatch Magnum. P.I. with Tom Selleck. And I got about an episode and a half in and I was just like, I can't do this. It just didn't hold up well. It's kind of sad, but it just did not hold up well. Um, A little frustrating because I really enjoyed the show as a kid and I love Tom Selleck. But it just it just didn't it just didn't work. There's just sometimes you can't go back. All right, hour two, dead ahead, the Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Here we go.
buddy, put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukesShow.com and across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Although this morning we are off the air in Fairbanks due to equipment failure, thanks to a power outage situation going on over there. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's horrific. It's horrific for them up there. I feel so bad. Their engineer is just like running around like, anyway, it's, uh, it's an interesting, uh, uh, interesting, uh, interesting situation, but Hopefully we'll be back up on the air on uh, in uh, in uh, Fairbanks on Friday uh, tomorrow. So that's the that's the word right now. Anyway, for those of you just joining us, welcome. Thanks for coming on in. You missed being part of the six o'clock club by just a few minutes. Uh, you can become a member of that club, which is really nothing but bragging rights. Simply by uh, being here uh, in the six o'clock hour, and you you get some good stuff. We talked about the uh, the Mary Peltola's fishing faux pas. Uh, we talked about uh, the uh, new potential for tsunamis. Talked a little bit about rain. We talked. We got some good news. We did a little bit of everything in the last hour. It was fun. Um, so <clears throat> feel free to uh, go back and listen to that on the podcast which is available wherever you find good podcasts, uh, especially like CastBox, Stitcher, iTunes, or Spotify. All right, so there you go. It's, uh, it's, good, it's, good, to, it's good to be there. Um, I wanted to kind of lighten it up today, and, um, and I see that uh, uh, in the chat room here, um, uh, one, of the, one, of the, uh, one of the listeners is talking about the welcome to school uh, speech that was given down in Homer at the Homer High School. Apparently, there's some heated folks over what happened over that. I'm going to try and get some details on that, uh, and maybe we'll talk about that next week um, once we actually get the details, and we'll we'll go on from there. Um, but uh, if uh, if somebody can't call in to talk about it, feel free if you want to call in. It's open line, open form. And I'll talk about politics if you really want to talk about it. But I took a bit of a poll in the chat room, and most people are like, "No, we can, we can, we can live without that today." So, and it's kind of a slow political day. So we're going to go on. I wanted to talk just a little bit about uh, some of the shows and stories. Now, I don't, I know about you, and I know there's some people out there who are probably like, "Oh my God, he's such a, oh, he's so, so plebeian. He watches television. I don't watch television. I don't even have a TV in my house. I just think it's so, well, good for you. I mean, good for you. I love storytelling. I love storytelling. 
I remember as a kid, and my dad is still in the chat room. He can confirm this. I used to to listen to my mom and dad had records of all the old time radio shows. Um, so I was listening to the Lone Ranger and Dragnet and, um, you know, the Gulf Screen Guild Theater and all these different stories on that. I would read books. I would watch movies. And I just I loved it. I love storytelling. I love getting lost in a good story. And today on television, there are some great there's some trash out there. OK, first of all, there there be some trash out there. OK, but there's also some great stories. And so I asked the chat room to tell me what some of their favorite shows are. Now, first and foremost, and so I'm going to ask you as well, what are your favorite shows? I'm going to talk about some of mine. And uh, but what are your favorite shows? What are the what are the things that you could either, you know, go back to again and again and again and watch over and over and over? Um, or what are the things that you just can't wait for the next season to drop of or the next episode to drop of? 319-527-3864. Maybe we'll learn something. Maybe I'll, I'll want to, you know, maybe I'll want to watch something that you're watching. If you, you know, if you're excited about a show, come on and, and tell me about it and we'll uh, <clears throat> we'll get into it. So one thing I've discovered by just watching what my chat room is uh, is is basically laying out here as their favorite TV shows is that these folks are, you guys are all old. Okay. And they, and they don't like change. I mean, there's a few new ones out there. Somebody says the show from is really good, which is actually on my list to watch. I haven't watched it yet, but it's from a couple people have said the show outlander, which is, uh, about a woman who from world war two or, uh, early late world war one, um, or World War II, I can't remember, I think World War One. Anyway, she travels back in time in Scotland and gets trapped in time, and uh, it's her life and adventures as a modern-day nurse, essentially. She was a, she was a combat medic, um, and back in uh, pre-revolutionary Scotland. Anyway, it's an interesting show. Uh, yes, I've seen a couple episodes. My wife loves it. A lot of the ladies love it. That's good. But then a lot of people are like, well, I like to watch, uh, Amy says, I like to watch the Dukes of Hazard. I have that on TV. I just, I just don't think that that would hold up. I just don't think that that would hold up. Murder, she wrote a whole collection on DVD, says Brian. His daughter would watch that for hours. And, um, <laughs> and then people are like the last, uh, last American hero, the bionic woman, the love boat, BJ and the bear. I mean, come on guys. Can we drag it forward in time a little bit here? These are the television. I tried to watch, I tried to rewatch here about, it was probably a month ago, two months ago. I tried to rewatch Magnum PI, not the new one, not the newfangled one. I'm talking about Magnum PI with Tom Selleck, the classic, you know, the original. And I'm like, I'm going to rewatch this because I remember watching it as when I was younger and think, you know, catching some of the episodes and enjoying it and everything else. And I'm like, I've got the whole series here on whatever platform it was streaming on. I'll go back and watch it. And I got like an episode and a half in, and I just looked at my wife and said, I can't do this anymore. This is just, it did not age well. Some shows can't, like I could go back and watch the original Star Trek, no problem, right? But it's a whole different thing. I just could not, I just could not watch the, I don't know why. I couldn't go back and watch The Love Boat or The Bionic Woman or The Six Million Dollar Man or any of those other. They just don't age 
as well. MASH, if I never see another episode of MASH, I will be happy. I, no, no, I don't know why. It's just one of those things. It's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Not another episode of MASH. That's crazy. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we could talk about that. I got another, I got a line on hold here. So we're going to jump over to the phones first things first, see what you have to say, and then we'll continue to talk about some of our favorite stuff as we go forward. Let's go over to the phones. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Randy in Fairbanks. Good morning, Randy. What's on your mind, my friend? I have some DVDs of the old Hawaii Five O with Jack Lord. I like to watch those now and then. But actually, what I was calling about is renting. Um, now, I own my own house, and so I don't rent. Uh, the only time I've ever really rented was uh, back in 1974 in West Sacramento when I was there for a year. I rented uh, a little shack in a row of shacks that was $40 a month, and that was pretty acceptable, and it was nice. I mean, it was pretty crummy little shacks, but, you know, it was only 40 bucks a month. I could afford that. But recently, here in Fairbanks, uh, a few months ago, I was looking around for the sake of another person who um, uh, I felt needed to be closer into town. I was trying to find a cheap place for him to stay at. And I had a hard act of a time during the duration of time that I was looking um, I was looking for something in the $1,000 range, and I was kind of looking for something that was, you know, didn't have to have a long-term lease. It seemed like a lot of places had long-term leases. But back in the olden days, didn't they have weekly rentals or monthly rentals more so than they have today? Do you know much about the rental market? Well, I mean, yeah, sure, they had rooms. and bo- I mean, they used to have boarding houses. They used to have all kinds of things where you could let rooms by the week or by the month and things like that. And some of the older hotels in town used to do stuff like that, especially in the winter. Um, but, uh, you know, they were even 25 or 30 years ago when I was driving a cab in Fairbanks. I drove a taxi in Fairbanks for a couple of years um, as my full-time job. Um, there were a couple places that would rent by the week or by the month, but they were even back then, they were not the high highest class places. Let's put it that way. They were not, uh, they're not places that I would definitely want to stay today. Uh, I think that that's just, I think that the paradigms kind of shifted on that and people have kind of moved forward. I, I mean, I'm just wondering if, as the government messed things up, for instance, just recently during the COVID thing, even the federal government got into the mix by messing things up by saying that a landlord couldn't kick out a tenant uh, if they didn't pay, which is horrible. You know, what kind of lousy, rotten thing is that to do? And I'm wondering, I don't know the state laws. I know they have some kind of laws where you got to go through a little rigmarole to kick out somebody. But it seems like if, 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 if people, if a landlord could just kick out people, you know, maybe for having their music too loud or for um, not paying their rent, it seems like that would stimulate more people to build economical housing that people could stay at on a weekly basis, monthly basis, without looking for massive, you know, one-year well, lease and stuff. Well, if, if, if there's a demand for it, 
I could see it, Randy. If there's a demand for it, then let the private market do it. I don't think the government needs to get involved. I don't think you need to build government housing. I think if there's a demand for temporary living, you know, for, you know, by the week or by the month, not no long lease or something like that, I think the market will step up and do it. But right now, what's making the money and what people are demanding is something on a more long-term basis. And I think that's just the nature of the beast. If you're looking for something different uh, for, you know, then you, you'll probably have to find some kind of private place, rent a room. I know people sometimes are looking for roommates or things like that. I mean, there's other options, but I think the days of, you know, the boarding house where you let a room or a, a hotel that does by the, you know, by the week or by the month rates, probably, especially in the summer, probably not going to be something that you're going to be able to find uh, anytime in the near future. Thanks, Randy. I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you calling in this morning and joining us. Um, all right. <clears throat> so we're going to dive into this for real here into the next segment and get into it. Getting a lot of a uh, lot of different show re- recommendations in the uh, in the chat room. Alf. Oh my gosh. Just wow. Um, we're going to uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into uh, some of the different shows and uh, we'll talk about uh, that as well. That's all coming up here in just a moment. I'm going to talk. Uh, I'm going to talk with the chat room during the break about some of this, and we will be back. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, let me let me get caught up. You guys all of a sudden just let it out. Peaky Blinders, says Jerrica. Um, yeah, uh, it was a little slow at the beginning, but by the time I got through season two, I had to watch the whole thing. It was, it, that is a, that is a great, great show. Cillian Murphy is just such an amazing actor. Um, and Sam Neill and the gal who plays Polly and it's a great show. Um, great show. Uh, I recommend uh, I cannot recommend Peaky Blinders highly enough. It's dark, but it's great. Absolutely great. Um, Riverdale, says Jerrica. Um, uh, Riverdale. I, no, I couldn't do that. That's supposed, that's like Archie's, right? It's like the modern day, whatever, Archie's. <clears throat> From is about a haunted town. It's as freaky like Lost. I, I like that. It's on my list. Like I said, I just haven't got there yet. Um, Amy says she's still got a VCR and she loves watching I Love Lucy. My wife, uh, you know, sometimes I'll come home and she's watching the Dick Van Dyke show and I Love Lucy. Those are great shows. Those are great just kind of in the background shows. Deshana over on YouTube says Taylor Sheridan is rocking it. Oh, yeah. 
Taylor, I will watch any Taylor Sheridan show. Yellowstone, Tulsa King. I haven't watched Lioness yet, but if it's written by Taylor Sheridan, I will I will watch it. That guy is he is something else. And then Sean hits the nail on the head here for me. English shows. Dr. Martin. Doc Martin. If you have not watched Doc Martin, that show is so much fun. It is hysterical. I discovered it about 10, 12 years ago and watched just watched the whole thing in its entirety. It's so much fun. Uh, I actually got my wife a subscription to Acorn, Acorn TV. BritBox, one of the two, Acorn or BritBox. I can't remember which. Um, it's like four bucks a month or something. And she gets access to all the English television shows, including we watch Doc Martin, uh, Grant Chester, Father Brown, um, <clears throat> The Midsummer Murders, all those kind of stuff. Those are all fun. Uh, one of my wife's favorite things to watch is the David Suchet portrayal of Hercule Poirot. Um, there's something like 10 or 12 seasons of maybe even more than that of, um, of Hercule Poirot. And they're all like almost feature length. Every episode is like 90 minutes long and there's dozens of episodes, dozens of episodes. And it's just, that's a great show. That's a show you could watch over and over and over again. Absolutely great. Um, Alaska daily twin peaks. Oh man. Um, my wife is a Twin Peaks fanatic. We, in fact, um, early on in our marriage, we did a whole, we did a whole like kind of after honeymoon tour where we went and we, um, we went around, this is like only like three or four years after the show ended. We, well, maybe, maybe it was longer than that. Maybe it was eight years. Anyway, we did a whole tour of the whole Snoqualmie area and went to all the filming locations and stuff like that. She really loves that. It's all good. <laughs> Mash sucked. <laughs> um, a longtime fan of Tony Hillerman. They've tried to adapt his books to movies with very little success. However, the latest Dark Winds is a pretty good one. Haven't seen that. Watch Longmire. Really enjoyed Longmire. Thought that was a good one. I love that Craig... Um, Love that one as well. Um, MacGyver. Oof. Uh, I take it you didn't watch the last episode of MASH. Did they discover in the last episode that it was all a dream? That it was all, that it had all been a dream and it was a nightmare? No, I didn't watch the last episode of MASH. Don't even, don't even care. Don't even care. <clears throat> all right, here we go. Jumping back into it, The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share, like and follow. Let's get it done. Here we go.
All right, welcome back to the program. It is the Michael Duke Show, lighter side edition today. Man, I got a lot of uh, good recommendations for TV shows out of the chat room today, talking about uh, some of the old ones. Definitely some of the uh, ones that I like. David Boreanaz is stars in the uh, SEAL Team uh, show, which originally I think was on NBC. Later on, it was picked up by somebody else, and uh, it got a little more gritty and a little more realistic because it was no longer on broadcast television. But if you like a good military-style <clears throat> drama, action, that kind of stuff, SEAL Team, definitely a uh, a good show. Um, and with some twists and turns. I mean, I got, I got rocked near the end of the last season uh, by that show. And the new season's out, which I haven't watched yet. But SEAL Team... Definitely on my watch list. Definitely in the queue. Uh, another great show. We were talking about British shows as well. Um, there's some really great British television out there if uh, if you can get a chance to get it. And usually you have to do it through something like <clears throat> a subscription to something like BritBox or Acorn TV, which are both British, uh, uh, British streaming services that you can get through Amazon. But uh, there's some good ones. Doc Martin is one of my favorites. It's a story of a a hemophobic, this is the thing, hemophobic doctor. He was a top-notch surgeon who all of a sudden uh, develops a fear and a revulsion to blood. And so he has to stop being a surgeon and he becomes a general practitioner way out in the hinterlands of Cornwall in England, which is like the seaside coastal village. And it's hysterical. It is a it is a just one of those great British comedies that you, I think you know I think most people would enjoy. It's it's a lot of fun. So Doc Martin is good. Luther with Idris Elba. It's an older series, but it's an excellent detective series. Um, there there's just some good British shows. Uh, uh, Father Brown, which is a murder mystery set in the fifties. Father Brown's a priest who helps solve murders. Um, <clears throat> Grant Chester is very similar, um, Endeavor and Inspector Morse. Those are all great shows. Um, as far as, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the British, uh, series as well, but what are, you know, but what, uh, <clears throat> what are you, you know, what are you guys watching? What are you listening to? I'll tell you what, what I enjoy. I just finished. Last night, in fact, I finished the last two episodes uh, uh, because it was my birthday and I was going to do what I wanted. Uh, I finished the last two episodes of Jack Ryan, uh, which has been an excellent, excellent series on Amazon Prime. If you have not watched that, been a huge fan of Clancy since I was in high school, uh, have followed, you know, all of his writings. Uh, well, not all of them recently, but I followed all of his writings for many years especially on the characters of, you know, Jack Ryan and John Clark and Domingo Chavez and all those characters. And <clears throat> while there's been some adaptations of Jack Ryan over the years, you know, the hunt for red October and Patriot games and uh, some of all fears in different movies portrayed by different actors. I think John Krakowski has done an amazing job of encapsulating that whole kind of boy scout image and uh, it was excellent. And they fu they finished the series. It's done now. Um, and uh, they really finished strong. And it is a good, good show. Um, it is definitely a, uh, a, a lot of fun uh, to watch as well. 
Uh, if I'm looking for TV that I could just watch over and over and over again, I've got to say it is quite possibly one of my favorite shows of all time and and still, I think, an amazing, amazingly accurate to the source material. Um, and that would be the show The Expanse, which originally started out as a sci-fi uh, uh, on the Sci-Fi Network but was later picked back, picked up by Amazon itself um, after, I think, two seasons. And uh, then it was picked up by Amazon uh, and completed, and it went all the way to six seasons. And it covers a big part of the book series, uh, the Expanse book series as well. And it is just, I, there's something for me about sci-fi. You know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you should watch, uh, you know, you should watch like House of Cards and and some of the you know, West Wing. And 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 all I could think of is, man, I do politics on a daily basis. I do politics all the time. Why would I in, in real life? Why would I want to try and follow the shenanigans of, you, you know, the ins and outs? And ugh, it's icky. I just I don't even want to mess with it. I mean, I'm sure it's a great show. I'm sure it's a lot of great stuff. But, you know, when I get into something that's very that's science fiction, uh, something like that, it allows me or fantasy even it allows me to disconnect from kind of the real world overall and if you were looking for a show that I could watch over and over and over again, it would be something like it would be something like that. It would be something like uh, The Expanse, where I could finish the series and go right back to the beginning and watch it. I probably watched that. Well, I will say that ever since Amazon picked it up, so that would have been in probably the third season. Every time a new season comes out, I would rewatch all the previous seasons before I got. So I mean, I've probably been through that thing. Well, at least six or seven times. It's just that enjoyable. The whole thing is just uh, an amazing, uh, uh, an amazing show. And that's the thing about storytelling. You know, when you get a story that even if you know it, and you want to go back, to, you know, you but you want to go back to it. It's like an old friend. You want to go back to it. Somebody said that they watch The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit every year. Um, we do too. <clears throat> that has been, in fact, that has been our New Year's. Eve New Year's Day tradition for the last, I guess we didn't do it this this last year. We 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 didn't get into, but uh, but usually for the last ten years, we have watched. You know, we started off with, we start off with the Lord of the Rings trilogy, at like four o'clock on New Year's Eve, and we watch until we all basically get ready to fall asleep after you know midnight, and then we get up the next day and we'll finish it because if you watch the uncut versions of those movies. It's like, I don't know, what is it, 12 and a half, 13 hours or something for all three of them. We haven't done the same thing with The Hobbit, but we have done with The Lord of the Rings. We've done, we've watched all three of those over and over and over again because it's, again, it's just good storytelling. Now, there are some new things that have come out, and I will say, <clears throat> I will say that, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about Star Wars. And how Star Wars is such a phenomenon. I remember going to the movie theater, and I have a, and like I said before, maybe I, I was young. I was probably I would have been about seven years old, maybe eight years old. But I have this vivid memory of walking, walking out with my dad um, from watching uh, Star Wars, which again in 1977 would have made me uh, would have made me seven or eight years old. 
But that's something that just captured people's imagination. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. I will say that right now the best things that have come out of Star Wars um, have been, I mean, obviously the original trilogy is classic and you can't really mess that up. I mean, they tried. Han shot first. Okay, I'm just saying. So that, that you, you can mess it up, but Han shot first. Um, the, uh, but it's the ancillary stuff. It's the stuff that's come out in the serial format. Uh, on like Disney Plus, <clears throat> so things like The Mandalorian, an epic, just an epic um, series, very good expansion of the Star Wars universe, very good, very enjoyable. Um, the uh, the Obi Wan series, uh, where it was the continuation of what happened to Obi Wan Kenobi after the fall of the Republic, just it it, it again. A fantastic story. Um, and I just finished last week, I just finished the um, series Andor, which is the story of Cassie and Andor, who is a spy, who is a, a rebel, one of the original rebels, who also shows up in probably one of the best Star Wars movies that has been made in the last 25 years, and that is Rogue One which is the story of the stealing of the plans for the Death Star. Which, if you haven't watched it, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing, it's a lot of fun. It's, oh, it's bittersweet. But what a great, what a great, great show. And now, of course, they've got the newest series coming out, Ahsoka, which is going to be telling the story of Ahsoka Tano, who was Luke Skywalker or uh, uh, Anakin Skywalker's apprentice during the Clone Wars, which leads you over to the cartoons, the Clone Wars cartoons and the Rebels cartoons, which, although they were originally made for children, actually tell a lot of they tell a lot of backstory that you miss otherwise. So anyway, Star Wars, yes, please. I'll take I'll take a lot of that. I will take a lot of that and see all the people in the chat room are still going on about things like the mod squad, gun will travel, Knight Rider, I mean, all these things, all these shows that you cannot go back to. You just can't, I mean, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, like I said, I start watching some of these shows and I'm just like, this is so bad. I mean, it's, I and I don't know why. I don't know what makes it bad necessarily. The comedies you can get away from, you know, if you're watching The Adams Family or The Munsters or Dick Van Dyke or something. But some of the other ones, especially some of the 70s and 80s uh sitcoms or dramas are just I don't know. It's hard it's hard to go back to watching a lot of those for sure. Um Longmire was phenomenal. Yep, I love I love uh you know kind of the western feel. Longmire was great. Again, Yellowstone is very good as well. Um, there's been there's there's a lot of good TV going on out there these days. But what are your favorite? What are the things that you what is the show that you could put on 24 hours a day, seven days a week and have on in the background and just always enjoy it no matter what it is? I mean, what 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 show is that for you? 319-527-3864. 319-527-3864. We'd love to hear what you guys are have to say to that and what your thoughts are uh, on that um, as well. 
people agreeing with me. Westerns like Lonesome Dove and Mountain Men. Um, the Somebody said The Expanse was incredible. Yeah, absolutely. The Expanse is probably one of the greatest sci-fi television shows ever made. Period. Full stop. And I mean, I'm a, like, I'm a Star Trek fan. I love, I enjoyed Star Trek. I've watched a big chunk of the next generation. I've watched all of the old series. I've watched a little of Deep Space Nine. Uh, didn't really watch any of Voyager, but I watched, uh, been watching the new, the Strange New Worlds one, which is excellent. Been watching that. Haven't watched Picard yet, but I will still say, regardless of what's going on, The Expanse is, in my mind, bar none, the best sci-fi show made for made for television ever followed closely by firefly i really enjoyed firefly that's the second one and then we start getting into <clears throat> then we start getting into star wars star trek and everything else but again i would watch those again and again and again and again all right <laughs> spongebob spongebob is grueling my older grandkids loved it yeah SpongeBob is a lot of fun. I've watched a few episodes of my kids when they were growing up as well. All right, we got to go. Uh, we're going to continue here in just a minute. I don't know what we're going to talk about. The phone lines are open. I just wanted to talk a little bit about some of my favorite shows that I enjoy to watch. And uh, I guess, you know, I, I've hit a few of them. Jack Reacher's another one. The new Reacher series is amazing. Uh, but let's continue here in just a moment. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty Based. Free Thinking Radio. We'll return with more right after this. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Heather says, disconnect from the real world and watch anime. Uh, been there, done that. Cowboy Bebop. That's one of my favorites. Samurai Champloo. Another one. Absolutely. And uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, both the Brotherhood and the regular series. Uh, those are probably my three favorite animes that I've watched. Yes, I'm an adult, and yes, I've watched cartoons. It's amazing. Just like I said, if you want to get the full Star Wars backstory, you need to watch Clone Wars, which, again, is a kid's show, but as he, as it went on, it got progressively... It got progr- it, It's like it grew with its audience. You know what I mean? Is because it was uh, whatever is it seven seasons, so it grew up from being a you know a show for kids ten to twelve to kids who were twenty. So it became a little darker and a little more you know more realistic. And then by the time the Clone Wars was over, then you jumped over to Rebels, um, which was again r- just deep storytelling, deep storytelling about and and you get a lot of backstory about what was happening. Um, uh, behind the scenes between some of the big movies and stuff. It's anyway. Yeah. There's a place for cartoons. I believe that there is a place it's animation is the perfect form of, you know, it's a great, uh, uh, um, storytelling. 
Boba Fett. Boba Fett is the series that we don't talk about, except for that we do call it the Mandalorian series 2.5 because it was just kind of blah until the Mandalorian showed up. And then it was excellent, right? <laughs> then it was excellent. Um, all right. Let's see. Gomer Pyle, USMC will always be good. 24-7, says Jeannie, she watches anything Star Wars. Justified is amazing. Excellent. Yes, and of course, Timothy Oliphant, and I mean, that's a great, great show, and now it's coming back. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it yet, but it's uh, it's definitely, uh, definitely an interesting one. Have I have I watched Code Guess? Code Guess? Geese? No, I haven't. I have watched Trigun. Trigun is also... That's fun. Trigun's kind of fun. Um, Trigun is another um, anime. Um, I've actually, I'd actually forgotten about that. It's been a long time since I've seen Trigun, but it's good. Um, started The Expanse. Didn't finish. I kept waiting for something to happen. Wasn't for me. You're missing out. It is a little slow. In the first couple episodes, first couple three episodes, there's a lot of story building that goes into that in the first three episodes. But by the middle of that season, <clears throat> I mean, I had already read the books when the when the first when the show first came out, so I kind of knew what was happening. Um, and I was looking for the long game. You know what I mean? I was looking for the long term stuff on that. But um, I recommend it, Jim. If you ever get a time and you want to go back to it, uh, you know, once again, you get past those first couple, three episodes, and then it really gets good. Uh, although I enjoyed it from episode one, I will admit they are a little slow on the first two or three episodes. But after that, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Give me everything. Give me all of it. Uh, somebody just said, I like the Ewoks. Amy says, I like the Ewoks. We shall not speak of the Ewoks. But yeah, that's uh, one of those things. Um, the Jetsons happening now. Okay. Dark Shadows. Um, all right. I think I got, I think I just got caught up on everything. Genie's over here like, yes, Mandalorian, yes, Obi-Wan. And then she said Boba Fett. And that just didn't, that just didn't, it wasn't the same way. Yeah, uncut for the Lord of the Rings is really the only way to go. You got to love all the extras. Sue Grafton, yeah, she writes some good books. I've read a lot of her books as well. And I know that they've tried to. I know they've tried to do stuff with her books and and uh, put them in movies and stuff like that. It's just not as good. Um, uh, okay. Uh, Bones and NCIS. Bones is good. I really like David Boreanaz as an actor. He did really well. I mean, my most of my early experience of him came from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel which I thought he did a really good, and that's, I mean, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that's another one that you could have running in the background all the time. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is just classic. And you could go back and watch that again and again. It's, uh, it's really, really good. Joss Whedon is a really good director 
uh, author writer may not be a great human being but he's a definitely he writes some dialogue that really really snaps of course he did firefly as well so both of them uh really good okay um i liked bosch as well oh bosch was epic bosch was so good such a good show uh titus wellever is amazing all right here we go Okay, welcome back to the program. Thanks for coming in and joining us. It's been just kind of a fun show today, letting our hair down a little bit, making it lighter side. And somebody makes a valid point. You know, we were talking about all these TV shows, and somebody may be like, well, why do you care about it? Well, you know, with the writer's strike that's going on right now, and now a whole nother, is it the stunt team, the stunt man union? Anyway. There's more people joining the strike. This strike could go on until after the new year, which means you better figure out all the reruns that are already up on your streaming services and on your DVDs and everything else, uh, because you're apparently going to be watching reruns for a while. You apparently are going to be watching reruns for a bit on this, and uh, it's going to be uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be crazy, you know. Uh, it's, uh, so anyway, I hope you're taking some notes out there. I threw out some of the ones that I really loved and, and things that I enjoy. I mentioned Bosch, um, Bosch, uh, was, uh, I mentioned it during the break, but I didn't mention it during the, uh, being on air with you guys. Uh, another great, I'm not normally a police procedural guy. I'm not normally, uh, you know, that, that kind of thing, but it's such a great story. And Titus Wellever as the uh, as the Hieronymus Bosch is uh, is an amazing is an amazing amazing show. You should go uh, go watch it. And no, I'm not watching any reruns of Fat Albert. <laughs> Again, you can never go. What is it with you guys and all the Wayback Machine stuff? You know, I think I want to watch the Jeffersons or something like that. <laughs> <I'm> just. <laughs> You know, all in the family and all these kind of things. And I'm just like, no, no, there's too much good new television and new storytelling for me to be interested in that. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> although I will say that uh, do not bother to watch Amazon's Wheel of Time. Uh, I don't want to get angry, but that's probably the l biggest travesty in television history. And uh, you don't want to you don't want to do that right now. OK, well, it's open line, open form here. If uh, um, you want to sound off and we want to hear what you guys want to talk about, if there's any topics that we missed, uh, you can do it uh, here uh, in uh, just by calling up 319-527-3864, 319-527-3864. Melody says we love the older stuff because we are older. Well, just because you're older doesn't mean that you have to live in the, I mean, I'm older, 
I remember all the shows that people are referencing, and I think that there's better things out there. I mean, again, you do you. Don't get me wrong. But I just, I, you know, I, like I said, if I never saw another episode of MASH, I'd be happy, right? That was, it was, that was a show that was on every night when I was growing up. It was a show that played, I don't know, maybe the television stations had it on repeat or whatever, but it's just not, it, it just was not that, uh, just was not that great. I will say that you can watch um, Gilligan's Island. You can watch Gilligan's Island over and over again and enjoy it. But I think, again, it's about the comedy and it's kind of disconnected. It's kind of a fun thing as uh, as as well. Uh, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun. There's just, you know, the storytelling, I think, is what's good. And it could be movies. It could be books. Um, I'm uh, I'm I'm now currently listening to an, another series of books from br the author Brandon Sanderson who is one of the most prolific authors in modern history. This guy writes during the pandemic. He wrote five books during the pandemic, <laughs> five books. The guy is just a machine. And, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm listening to a series that, uh, I'd listened to part of it before, but I'd never finished it. And now I'm finishing it. It's very good. There's just something about escaping a little bit from the stress and the overhead of the day and, all the partisan bickering and the divisiveness and the stress of your job and everything else to just kind of unplug and go, ah, you know what I mean? To live in somebody else's shoes. And, uh, it's a, it's a, it's good. That doesn't mean that I don't like old stuff. Like I love old, one of my favorite movies of all time is, uh, uh, Mr. Lucky, uh, Cary Grant, Mr. Lucky. Definitely. Cary Grant is classic. Arsenic and Old Lace, Mr. Blanding's Build is His Dream House, Charade. Uh, just so many good, so many good uh, uh, movies there. Um, there, there's, there's room for classics, for sure. There are room for classics. Almost any film noir, says Jim. He likes almost any film noir. Yeah, uh, you know, there's nothing, nothing wrong with any of that stuff uh, as well. Um, and yeah, even, uh, even cartoons, uh, sometimes for sure. Uh, Westerns do hold a special place in my heart, uh, as well. Any of the Sackett, uh, to, uh any of the Sackett or Louis L'Amour, um, they had the miniseries, right? Remember that when it was, it was, uh, you know, a, a five night event or whatever it was. And they, it was like a five hour episode miniseries on, the Shadow Riders or, or you know, one of the other uh, Louis L'Amour books that they uh, adapted for the television. Uh, and then again, Tom Selleck playing a cowboy um, um, uh, and uh, or it's, there's so much, so much great stuff. So much great stuff. All right. Well, um I don't know. Phone lines are open. Whatever you guys want to, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to continue to just blather on about uh, some of my favorite stuff uh, and hear what you guys have to say. Or if there's something else that you want to talk about again, 319-527-3864 coming up on tomorrow's program. Uh, it will be firearms Friday. Chris Chang was kind enough to move his, uh, he was supposed to be on last week, but since I took it off, he, uh, he was kind enough to move over to this week. We're going to be talking with Chris Chang, Top Shot Champion Season 4. 
uh, also the uh, pres- uh, the uh, one of the founders of the Asian American uh, Asian Pacific American Gun Owners Association, uh, and we'll talk with him tomorrow. And of course, Willie Waffle will be with us to talk about uh, <clears throat> to talk about uh, movies and streams and every. We're kind of getting a big jump on Willie today with what uh, <laughs> with what we had to stop. So uh, it uh, it's 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 a great uh it'll be a great day and that's uh it'll be all gun stuff all the time tomorrow uh starting at 6 a.m hopefully broadcasting across the entire state uh tomorrow uh we're still having they had to they had some equipment failure in fairbanks and so i'm not able to connect up with the fairbanks stations right now but hopefully today we're gonna get uh we're gonna get on board and we're gonna get it all figured out and and we'll be all squared away so don't hate on don't hate on me for not being on the air in Fairbanks today. It was a um, thing. It was just a thing. Um, Melody said it was really good to hear from Senator Shower yesterday. I mean, this is what this show is about. This show is about connecting all of us here in the state of Alaska. I mean, I don't we don't necessarily. Although it was a great interview with Mark uh, Goldwine uh, from the Committee for the uh, Citizens for Responsible Federal Budgets. You know, we don't normally focus too much on that federal level stuff because we can't affect it. But if we can connect people here in the state, if we can connect, you know, listeners with uh, their representatives and the senators and the and the and the le- the legislators with their local assembly members or city council members. That's I mean, that's mission accomplished. You know, that's mission accomplished for that kind of stuff. Uh, and so it's. If that's what if that's what it takes, then that's what it takes. Uh, next week we'll probably uh, next week we'll probably have uh, uh, some other legislators, maybe Sarah Vance or Ben Carpenter from down in the peninsula, maybe some folks from Anchorage. Julie Coloma has been a great guest here lately as well, and we might do a little bit of education stuff on Monday with Sarah Montalbano for Montalbano Monday. So I got some I got some plans for next week. We'll just see if we can get them all to. Cole, you know how hard it is to get some people up at six o'clock in the morning to do a radio show. Sometimes people want to sleep. I don't know why. Do they? Some people they just slackers, I guess. They just don't want to get up at six o'clock in the morning and uh, and do a show. Sam Elliott, thank you, Debbie. That's what it was. Tom Selleck and Sam Elliott playing the Sackett brothers, Tell Sackett and Orrin Sackett. And then uh, I don't remember who played Tyrell. He was a younger actor that he's been in a few things, but I just don't remember who it was. But when you got you got uh, uh, Sam Elliott and uh, Tom Selleck playing cowboys, that is like the best cowboy duo ever. It's the best cowboy duo ever. Those two guys. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, all right. Well, we're coming up to the end of the show today. And, uh, I mean, I, I've got nothing else other than if you're looking for recommendations, you know, you can always drop me an email. If you're looking for recommendations on what you think you should watch next. Don't you love that people on Facebook? I just finished such and such. What should I watch next? I loved, I'd love to be able to, uh, throw that out there and, and do that, uh, uh, and do that. And yes, it looks like it's burned off the fog around here this morning. I see a little bit of sunlight and blue sky. So maybe we're going to have, maybe we're going to have a, uh, a beautiful day today. 
Uh, and maybe we can count this as day 12 of sunshine or 13 of sunshine this summer. But uh, anyway, it's all better than snow, which <clears throat> is unfortunately coming. On that happy note, on that happy note, let's uh, let's just leave it there, shall we? Well, thanks for putting up with me today. Thank you for, um, thanks for, you know, just kind of relaxing a little bit, talking about fun stuff. Um, good news and great news and television and all that kind of stuff was enjoyable. Sometimes we just got to do that. The trees are turning in Fairbanks, says Chris. I actually have a few trees in my yards that the leaves are starting to, to get a little color shift in them. I'm not happy about it. All right, folks, thanks for coming in and joining us. The Michael Duke Show, Comic Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. See you tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, sometimes it's just fun to gab. Sometimes it's just fun to talk about. Um, what was the thing? Sometimes movies just don't scratch the itch, the search of music. I like old music, Motown, funk, hair bands, Southern country, Japanese surf bands, Canadian surf bands, European rockabilly, huevos, rancheros, the cougars, less swagware. Uh, I love, I do love, uh, for working when I'm working, just a little bit of like surf rock. Um, I listen to a band that's from Croatia called the Bambi Molesters. <laughs> it's a horrible name. But it's a it's a Croatian surf rock band and they have got some amazing music. That's a lot of fun. So if you're looking for that, Sean, Bambi Molesters on Spotify will get you a lot of uh, a lot of great surf rock uh, vibes on that kind of stuff. Uh, it's fun stuff. All right, my friends, uh, thanks for coming on and being with us today. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow for Firearms Friday. Starting off a new year, another day around the sun. We will see you tomorrow. Have a great day.
shed our terrestrial radio skin. And now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show.